welcome to Our Brooklyn Bites. This is a special episode. We have a special guest with us. I'm Stephanie. This is Leon. And our special guest is... Hi there, I'm Earl Gray. All right, Earl Gray. What brings you here today? I'm here for NAVA, the uh, North Atlantic Video Game Aficionados meeting. All right. Psyched to be here. how far do you travel to get here? Um, no more than four hours. Uh, from Baltimore, That's Maryland? All? Yeah, just, just four hours. I mean, <laughs> only, you know, I'm not good at math, but I, was it a sixth of a day? Uh, pretty much, yeah. It's half a work day. Yeah. That's all right. That's college for me. Good job. Money well spent. So I'm glad you came out here. Um, you are a regular, so we always enjoy your presence. And the reason why I have you on this podcast today is because we have a special topic. We're going to talk about some shoot-em-ups. And uh, we met up at Classic Gaming Expo recently, and we kind of like dabbled in some of our favorite shooters at the time. So uh, I thought it would be some pretty good discussion we can have. Um, basically, I like to hear everyone's thoughts on like what kind of shoot-em-ups we like. It can be... I know that see, the thing about shoot-em-ups, it's not... It's such a, a broad... Like, people think, oh, shooters, you know, it's just point-and-click or whatever, you know, point-and-shoot, like, really simple. But there's so many different type of, like, genres of shooters. There's a lot. There is a ton, yeah. So, I mean, you look on Wikipedia, it's just a tremendous amount of games. So it'll be interesting to see, like, everyone's, like, what would you like to play or what your thoughts on a specific game was. Um, anybody want to go first? Um, Leon, would you like to talk about... Um, well, Do you have any see. like fond memories of one, or I guess I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go all the way back to Scramble, um, as sort of my starting fascination with with the shooting genre. Um, only because it kind of like to me it kind of like felt like a like a place like a place that I was invading, you know, with my ship. And I, I like I was driven just to see what was at the end of all the levels, getting into the city, surviving that maze, and and getting to the end, you know. And obviously, if anyone's gotten to the end, you know that there's like kind of like a what kind of looks like a Wait, little is spoilers. Well, I mean, because I've actually never seen the end. I know. Of I don't think I've ever never seen the end. No. I, was, I was well. Let me ask you, like Scramble. So I always get those confused between Scramble, Super Cobra, and Cosmic Avenger. Mm. What are there any differences between them? Like very similar games? Or? Uh, I think Super Cobra is, in, 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 you know, uh, related, right? I think it's the same. I don't know. Uh, I think One's a helicopter, right? <laughs> right. Super. Was that also Konami? And I know Parker Brothers made the 2600 cartridge, but yeah. I don't know if that was originally a Konami card or not. Um, it's possible. Okay. We'd have to look it up. But yeah, Parker Brothers. Yeah. We're not, this is the home version. We're not. We're not huge experts on this, but this is just our favorites, right? Just uh, yeah, I can't. I can't line up with yourself. like the internet. <laughs> The uh, shoot 'em ups forum. My apologies, advance. If you're listening to this, you guys all know more than me, and I'll admit that right now. Uh, I disagree. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> no, those guys are hardcore. They know some crazy stuff. I know that is true. Um, so yeah, go ahead. Scramble ending. Well, I just needed to know what was at the end of of that maze. So I was driven to play the game just to see what happens when you get to the end. Um, so that was that was kind of my first motivation and, and my first reason to play it. Um, but, you know, that's just one type of shooter. I mean, that's like... I guess you can kind of call it a, a horizontal scrolling shooter. Um, sort of like the grandfather of that genre, in a way. Kind of kind of true. I think I think that's sort of... That might be the case. Yeah, because I would say that's a much different style than, like, Defender. Mm. You know, that's... Right. Because that's, you know, you're going in one direction, and yeah. it, it really does lie a lot, lay a lot of the groundwork for what you see in later games, because if you look at, like, Gradius, that's pretty much just Scramble with... Uh, I think I think Gradius is probably, in, like, a direct descendant direct, of, yeah. of Scramble. Yeah, for sure. 
that's funny you mention that because that's probably my favorite series of those type of side-scrolling shooters, um, like uh, Gradius, um, Salamander, or Life Force on Nintendo. Um, part three, part four. <laughs> was there, I think, part five. There How many are five. there? There's there Galaxies. I think there's only up to five. There's, five, there's the WiiWare. Gaiden? Have you played Gradius Gaiden? I did, yeah. Oh my I, gosh, I that think game I've is played, beautiful. It is, it is. I, I, I love the mechanics of that game. Um, I, I love the Moai heads. That's like kind of the look sing- signature. It's such a strange thing. I know. Japan throws that into everything. <laughs> that like when I was, I used to always like that was my favorite level. Like I love these big think, heads that blow bubbles. At I me. think Japan <laughs> yeah. knows something about them that we don't. Japan Moai heads are to Japan as ranch dressing is to America. <laughs> they just toss it in anything, and we're like, actually, yeah, this is better for having it. So well, when I was a, a child, I had no idea even what those were. Yeah, it wasn't until later on I'm like, oh, there's like these same heads on an island somewhere that yeah. was in my video game, <laughs> and they're always sort of lounging in the Gradius series too. They're like. Yeah. Recliners beneath, you know, whatever they're sitting on. Yeah. That's level three in Gradius, right? I think so. Yeah, it's because um, three or four is the flame board. I think the fire. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. It's been a while since I've, I've been on that. Good luck with those Moa heads if you don't have the bomb, though. Because if you uh, yes. don't have the bomb, it's much more difficult. Yes. And in part three, it's even more difficult because the, the screen scrolls. That part three is kind of cool in Gradius because it's not just side scrolling, but it infinitely it kind of loops when you go up. And yeah, down. It it's does, a weird yeah. mechanic. Oh, is that what happens? Yeah. So if you move up, it will just continue moving up. But really, it, what it's doing is kind of like a I, I just like, a cir- like a kind of like a circle. Yeah, sort of. it's yeah. a wraparound. Wraparound. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Parodius does it. I remember too. playing it, and you know, I remember like thinking like I don't know if there's a limit here, but I better stay in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? What's well, a good way to dodge bullets too, which is very nice about that because yes. you can sort of force them off the screen. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember if they come back on the screen where they were if you were to move enough in the opposite direction, uh, to be entirely honest. But, yeah, I, I remember when the first time I saw that, that wraparound, I was like, wow, where can't I go? You know, mm-hmm. What is this madness? This, that was, like, new for, like, shooters back yeah. then. The Vic Viper has entered a new dimension. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your, what's your uh, favorite pick, then? What do you think is uh, kind of your go-to game for, oh, for shooting action? Geez, that's, that's tough, because, I mean... Even if we don't go into the the dozens of genres, you know, subgenres rather, you, you do have to, I guess, sort of divide them into two or maybe three categories. Mm. Um, you've got, you know, horizontal, vertical, and then you could go as far as to say, in a way, like arena shooters are mm. their own type of uh, subgenre of the shoot 'em up. But I, I don't know. So I'm gonna say that for uh, for horizontal, boy, you know, for a real long time, it was anything from the Thunder Force series. Hmm. At least the three and four, uh, because in the second one there's still some uh, sort of a free range mode in some of the levels. The overhead, yeah, that overhead of, thing. I know that's a shame. That <laughs> it's in the first one, uh, which is MSX. I want to say. Oh, the original Thunder Force. The original Thunder Force. I think it may have been MSX and PC eighty eight. Don't know if I, I played that. I could be mistaken. It's it's pretty choppy. Honestly, you're best to start with the second one, second. and the second one has those overhead stages, which are kind of odd. A lot of people don't like them, but I, 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 I don't them. like them. I think I might. Was there a cheat code to skip levels in that game? I, I want to say it wasn't even a cheat code in the in the second one for the Genesis. I think you can just go into the options screen. Oh, it was like a stage. And if you're on practice mode, yeah, you can. But mm-hmm. you can only select up to stage four. Oh, like right, that. right, right. Uh huh. Something like that. Uh, so I was a big fan of the Thunder Force games for a long time, and I still am. But I, you know, I almost hate to admit it, uh, but I'm really liking these Death Smiles games. Especially really? the fr- I love them. And I was not a bullet hell fan until I uh, got into those. I I don't know why. I'm not a huge fan of the art direction because I like my uh, 
you know, my, my game's manly, full of uh, bacon. Like, like Choanoki? And like mustache. that kind of yes, oh, yes, very, very, <laughs> yes, not, not that manly. Uh, oh, right. Although those are excellent games. If, 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 you, if you close your eyes and just play them. If you close your eyes, you can pretend that it's a girl. <laughs> Sorry, that was inappropriate. Um, no, those are great games also. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> yes. Um, I like the Death Smiles games. They've got a really good me- mechanic. It's very similar to like sidearms, or mm. um, more a more narrowed uh, Forgotten Worlds. So mm. speak. You can fire in any direction, yeah. you know. And I really like the power up system, and I really like the scoring system. It's an incredibly accessible scoring system, and some of the scoring systems in the latter half of the '90s and the early 2000s, especially in that bullet hell area uh, era, are just sort of obtuse. You know, there's metal chaining, and that's different from game to game, and you could really go off on your own tangent with that. But I like that Death Smiles is very accessible, and it looks much more daunting than it actually is. So if you're playing with somebody who doesn't know what's going on, they're like, look at this guy. He can, wow. And you're <laughs> like, yeah, believe whatever you want, man. <laughs> you know? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to say that might be one of my favorites for uh, the horizontal. And then vertical, it's, that's an easy answer. Strikers 1945. I'm just wow. a big fan of that game. That was in my childhood <clears throat> arcade. Uh, and then when I was a teenager, I played it a lot. So that was the first shoot 'em up arcade board I ever purchased. I bought Strikers 1945 just because I wanted the actual gem board. See, that, that's another game where I always confuse that with the 1942, 43 series. Right. 44, and I don't know if they made any other ones, but maybe 48 or something. There's 43 Kai. Oh, yeah, and, okay. And then there's the one that came out on the PlayStation Network and the Xbox a couple years ago. Okay. Joint Strike. And then there's a... Joint Strike. Uh, what's it? Twin Cobra or something like that? Fire Shark? Um, yeah, Fire Shark and, yeah, Twin Cobra. So those, those are, are all different. Okay. Yeah, so Strikers is by uh, Psycho, uh, who also did the Gunbird series. Mm. And then the 1942, uh, 3, X, 4, yada, yada, yada. That's Capcom. And they're more standard, I would say, um, but the Strikers 1945 is much closer to uh, a manic-type shooter, you know. A lot more popcorn enemies, uh, a lot more power-ups, screen-clearing bombs, all that type of thing. Hmm. Now, the power-ups, were those kind of like the Twin B style, where you had to, like, shoot the bell and it changes colors? Was was that type of style power-up? It's pretty actually a pretty basic power-up system. I think your gun can be powered up three or four levels and every time you have you just more have more of ray and you've got sort of a uh, fighters along your side which is sort of like 1943 uh and depending on the type of fighter you have your like missiles get upgraded or you have homing shots or something like that so it's a pretty straightforward power-up system and there are also bombs so that's i think the main difference is 1943 in the games of those uh type may be more of a game of uh quick reflexes and maybe to a degree, the Striker series is more of a resource management type thing, knowing when to use your bombs and when to use your power shots, stuff like that. Did it have bosses? It did. It had insane bosses. Like, they, they go off the rails immediately. They're just all very science fictional. And I think it's the, the end of the first one. You go to, like, the moon, and you fight this alien guy, and there's, like, eight different forms. Yeah, it runs right off the rails. It starts off in, like, you know, World War II, and it makes sense, and then, no, nothing nothing makes sense anymore, and you're shooting down aliens, and it's wonderful. See, I think the problem I have with the overhead um, vertical style 
is I like to me a lot of them feel like very similar like clonish just like I was just kind of saying like there's, there's 1942 1943 94 but even games like Superstar Soldier and Alpha Mission like all of these games just all feel the same to me mm. and um they're, I mean they're all the ones that stand out but I feel like for some reason that specific like overhead they, a lot of them feel very similar like truck I mean Truxton is a little bit different but uh, I, I don't know like would you feel like they're, they're very like clony kind of. It's one of those things where I can always understand when people have that critique. Um, it's similar to a critique a lot of people have towards like punk music. They're like, oh, there's all a bunch of yelling guys and four <laughs> four chords all the time. But if you gain an ear for that, you know, oh, well, these guys sing about this and these guys like this kind of music before. With shoot 'em ups, I think the differences are increasingly hard to notice if you're an outsider. Uh, but it's funny when you were mentioning those games, it's like, oh, well, that one's got this, that one's got, well, Truxton's just really <laughs> yeah. hard, you know, like that's the deal with that one. Truxton's just absurdly hard. Um, so yeah, they, they are very similar, but it's like the scoring is always different. And then the hit boxes are always different and you know, the enemy patterns. And then there's stuff like, well, do you want to have the good ending? All right. Do you want to complete it? One wow. Credit? There's different endings. Oh yeah. Well, there's a, like, um, it's Gatewing. You can't get the last level. Sound this now. You, so you, didn't know, you didn't know that shooters have stories? <laughs> I didn't know there were backgrounds to this. What's great about uh, stories and shooters is they're usually awful. That's what's so wonderful. <laughs> and they make little sense. And the poor English translation, it just makes it even better. Yeah. See, now, I, I never drew a distinction, really, between horizontal and vertical. I mean, I, I understood that there was a split in opinion between the types, but to me, it didn't really connect as to why there should be a difference between the two playstyles. One's vertical, one's horizontal. You're still doing the same things. The only obvious thing I can see a difference of is, like, the horizontal shooter might have a bombing mechanic. Right. Where, you know, um, whereas, you know, I guess with vertical, it's more of, like, a screen-clearing kind of a tactic. But... Honestly, I don't see a difference typically, but I guess um, I guess that's one reason, right? Yeah, sometimes I feel more claustrophobic in uh, horizontal ones because I feel with the the vertical shooters, you can really move all around the screen, and you can do that with horizontal ones. But there's always sort of this wall of enemies you're facing against, especially bosses. You know, mm -hmm. I feel like the closer you get to a boss in a horizontal shooter, the closer you are to death mm -hmm. you know with a vertical shooter you can sort of move around almost run circles around a boss if you know what you're doing that being said maybe i'm just not good at horizontal shooters <laughs> no, at all. i think you're up to something <laughs> there i think there's something kind of like left right brain kind of thing that yeah, goes on maybe with the way of, of your vision rather than looking like up and down it's easier to just move left and right and uh, i don't know but yeah this it's true uh, the one thing i like about the i do like about overhead shooters is that They've made a really solid progression, and like I, f I feel I don't know how true it is, but maybe the the bullet hell style started with the overhead type of shooters. I would I would say so. Like, yeah, with Don Pachi and all that stuff. See, those were yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I feel like I almost feel like that's the core game, and like everything else kind of branched off it. I don't know. I mean, like Asteroids was kind of overhead, and well, Space Invaders. I mean, if you go back as far as you can, you got Space it's Invaders. True. You've got Galaga, and, and you've monitors got were vertical at the time, so yeah. it just lend itself like Xevious and all those. I love. If I can make an aside, I love Xevious. Do you? <laughs> I I love it. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Japan loves Xevious, and it's one of the few games that Japan and I agree on because they have some odd tastes, uh, but so do I. So it's fun. Uh, well, they, I I would say I was. I put a lot of quarters into Xevious at the beginning. I mean, it was a similar kind of a motivation for me. I had to see what was over the horizon. I had to see what the next stage looked like. Um, 
And I guess I guess a lot of them will will call it Zevius, right? Because that's kind of closer to the the Japanese pronunciation. But obviously, it's a play on the word devious. So mm-hmm. I, I'm going to stick with Zevius also. Well, it reminds me of the back of the tw- of the Seven Eight Hundred box. It's one of my favorite pieces of box copy ever. It just says in bold letters, "It's dangerous. It's devious. Oh, it's yes. devious." <laughs> that's come on. That's so that kind of that's so great. That's yes. a pronunciation guide as well as. It, well, you know, I guess so. Yeah, if it's Americanized, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, when I when I was thinking about buying a 3DS a couple years ago, I was looking at games and trying to you know sort of feel about do I really want to take the plunge now or should I wait a while? And when I saw there was a 3D Classics release of Xevious, I was like, you know what? I guess I'm buying a 3DS today because mm-hmm. I really want to play Xevious. Oh, the 3D one, right? Yeah, it's now. How do you feel about those 3D? Uh, those some of them are great. I some of them look fantastic. Um, M2 is doing great work with Sega as they always do for those Sega 3D Classics. Xevious. That port is great. It's It plays great. It plays just like the original one. What's interesting is you can fire more bullets than you usually can uh, mm-hmm. in the arcade machine. Uh, you can have several on screen at once, and it makes it a little bit easier. But I will say the 3D is at best superfluous, and at worst makes the game far more difficult than it needs to be. Because you have to focus on both, sort of. You have to shift your focus back and forth. And with the way the 3DS works, you can't really adjust your eyes that quick. So everything just looks blurry. So mm. I just turn off the 3D and hmm. I stick it to the Andor Genesis as best as I can. The Genesis. The Genesis had a lot of shooters. The Genesis is... <laughs> is, that, is that the <laughs> You poor people of... have me on. They're like, oh no, he's going on another rant. The, the Genesis is like the most underrated and overlooked... Shoot 'em up system. It just like, handled them so well. Have the in America, of the processor. that processor was perfect for them. I mean, you take like people. A lot of people defend and say, "Oh, Gradius Three on Super Nintendo is excellent and stuff." And and those are good games. But I mean, you can't be like ten seconds into that game and where before it starts Slow slowing down. down. It's like you're in the Matrix. And how can you play? I mean, slow. to me, a shoot 'em up should be intense. It should be fast. You you should be able to move just as much. fast as the bullets. Right. They should not slow down to you. You know, you should speed <laughs> up to them. Yeah, the Genesis. Oh my gosh, that shoot 'em up library. I'm trying to sort of uh, close the few gaps in my shoot 'em up Genesis library. Some great right ones now. on there. And I am and uh, Thunder Force Three was one of my. I don't know if it was the first shooter I got, but it was the one that really stood out for me. Oh, so good, and that music too. The music was excellent. The Amazing. bosses, and it was an excellent game. Gyrez, I think was, is Ga- that what it's called. Gyrez might be my favorite shoot 'em up that on is the an Genesis because it's got that great option uh, system where your option latches onto enemies and then it learns their attacks. And you get to fight with the enemy's firepower, and that's pretty cool. And then you go to a boss, and you assume to yourself, well, obviously it can't do a boss's attack. And then you launch it, and then it learns the boss's attack. And you're like, oh my gosh, I have wow. the power. Bow before Gyrez, or whoever you actually are in that game. I don't know the story of that one. How about Troubleshooter? <laughs> oh my gosh, I missed out on Troubleshooter at CGE. I should have bought it. They uh-huh. Somebody had a copy for like $60, and I was like, I don't remember Troubleshooter being $60. Forget this. I walked away, and then the next day it was gone. And I was like, how much is Troubleshooter? It's going for like 90 bucks now. Oh, man. Vic Tokai, really? yeah. yeah. I remember the first time I saw that in the store. Um, <laughs> Box I thought, oh, this is Forgotten Worlds with, with women, I thought. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I'm like, this is cool. I love Forgotten Worlds. And I put it on, and I was like, I don't know if this is really my type of game. Yeah, Troubleshooter isn't... I wasn't a fan of it. It's not bad, but... It should be low on anybody's priority list if you're getting in the Genesis. Just the name of Vic Tokai. I was like, all right, I got burned on Golgo 13. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> like, I don't Vic know. Tokai. Do I trust this game? I think they made Gadget Twins, maybe? I don't know. They had some other. Well, I know uh, they did edits. Columns 3, Revenge of Columns. <laughs> that's... If that's not a gem, I don't know what is. 
No pun intended. <gasps> can't get rid of those columns. You just can't. And have you seen the box art? It's this guy who's got like the classic horseshoe baldness going on, <laughs> and he's just sitting on top of this superimposed. <laughs> oh, it's the best box art ever. If podcasts are able to have album art, that's what this should be. <laughs> Sorry, that has nothing to do with shooters. But it does segue into something that I heard once that's a pretty apt description. Somebody once told me that uh, they view bullet hell shooters as almost a type of puzzle game. Mm. It's not so much about doing it fast or um, learning the patterns to the point where you don't have to think. It's about figuring out what the patterns are to each boss and how to most efficiently go about defeating them. Because if you look at some of these speed runs or some of these one credit completions, they demolish these bosses in seconds. I mean, seconds. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm not that good by a long shot. Uh, but that's an interesting way of looking at it. That they're puzzle games. They're sort of a code to crack to each one of these bosses. Hmm. That is an interesting way of looking at it. For sure. I'm not particularly great at those bullet hell styles. And I always thought of it as, like you said, as like a memory thing. Right. And I'm not good at memorizing like moves and games and stuff. Like I always like we're bad at Mortal Kombat and all that stuff because I can't remember the moves. So that game was kind of like I would always just get to the same spot and I died every time and I'd be like, I can't, I can't. Like Ikaruga was the first like, oh like gosh, that was well, my that introduction game. into the Bullet Hills. It's a fantastic game. But it's, it's brilliant game. It's very but... <laughs> difficult with the polarization and everything like that and that's another one if you see somebody that knows what they're doing exactly like I YouTube did game, I'm like it's amazing whoa like, what is going on and then here? you go and you're like oh I can do this if this guy can make it look easy it can't be that hard and then you're dead well I guess that, I mean, yeah I mean I do get intimidated watching those videos because then I, I I look at them and I say oh this is how good you have to be in order to be able to beat this game so alright I guess I guess it's not for me yeah and I think that's sort of a in a way a problem with uh, shoot 'em ups and being somebody that's a fan of them you have to sort of resign yourself. And maybe I'm just not worthy of playing Shinoos, but I think in a way you have to resign yourself to being good at a couple. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not going to be good at all of these, but I can be pretty good at this one. And I know all the ins and outs of this title. But if you stick me in front of something I don't know, well, I guess I'm not that great. Mm -hmm. you know, I think there's a skill set that you can learn for all shoot 'em ups, sort of like when you play pinball. You know, there's skills that'll transfer to any table. And I think with shoot 'em ups, there are skills that'll transfer to any uh, game. Mm -hmm. But, again, there are those little quirks about each title that make it very difficult sometimes. Mm -hmm. I, I notice um, some, of the, some of the deluxe editions of, of uh, shooting games, they, they, have, they come with like a DVD, like yeah. a video DVD of like an expert playing through the game. Really? It, in, it, in America? Uh, in, in Japan. Some, occasionally in America, it's but crazy. almost always in Japan. It, it, there was the Ikaruga Appreciate... Yeah, they always have DVD. appreciate, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you watch it, and it's like a, a very highly skilled player being able to whack the game in, like, a single quarter. Yeah, that came with uh, Strikers 1945 1 and 2 for the PS2. It came with a DVD of somebody. That's amazing. Yeah, I installed a new DVD player on my computer at the time so I could play Japanese region DVDs and watch it. Right, that's the other thing. They're region protected. Yeah, they so. are region protected, <laughs> which for you kids listening the used DVDs, to be a thing. Really? Well, it's, yeah. it's, it follows the Japanese, you know, video region. Yeah, hmm. I think that's region, like, Three or four. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's NTSC, but Reason this one too is pal. Oh, is it? I think. I, I, mm. All that's now relevant now because I'm pretty sure Blu ray players are all region free. And PlayStation 4s, I'm sure, are region free too. So right. you can play anything on anything these days. You kids are lucky. <laughs> so, Leon, as you are a proud owner of Magical Chase. Right. Now. <laughs> There's almost a pang of regret in the way that you is. Said that. <laughs> it's a burden. <laughs> It it is hangs, a someone it has hangs, to own it. It hangs on my new <laughs> neck like an albatross. <laughs> what are your thoughts of Magical Chase? 
Uh, what is it? The current value like a thousand dollars or something? I, I think or is that just for the box? <laughs> I think it's in excess of a thousand. I mean, Are you really, kidding? It's gone up that much? Um, I mean, I couldn't tell you book value, but I know yeah. of confirmed sales that have gone <sighs> close. Would you say that in four figures? Is that the most valuable shooter? Like, if you wanted to buy a shoot 'em up? Oh well, and, like the holy grail of shoot 'em ups. That's even may such not be a the best. slick slope <laughs> because there's like arcade boards. Like Cave puts uh, out true, sometimes. True. Sometimes they'll put out arcade boards that are just made for people at home to buy, and those will be like three thousand bucks new, really? wow. and they'll make like mm. twenty five. Like I think. Was it one of the Death Smiles games has an at-home version? Wait, how many Death Smile games are there? Technically, there's two. The short answer is there's oh. two. But there's, you know, there's <laughs> Metal Black Label. The, there's version 1.5. There's a lot of little variants and stuff like that. Um, but they made one that's a Jamma board uh, that they made for people that have super guns in Japan to own. And they haven't ported that on anything because they made that for the people that are willing to spend that kind of money on a PCB that is honestly the size of a letter. I mean, they're, they're incredibly wow. small boards. Yeah. Uh, so I know that one's pretty expensive, but that's... Magical Chase has got to be one of the top, I guess, traditional media ones, probably. Sorry to hijack that. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, we're all trading thoughts on this stuff, and... But you haven't actually... Have you played it, or just through emulation? I've played it. Because no, it's I a mean, sealed copy, right? Uh, no, mine's open. Oh, okay. It's open, but complete. Oh, it's uh, only worth 2000 then. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I've only played it uh, in passing, really. I haven't really put a lot of time into it. Um, you know, I guess the, uh, the little in-game cash shop that shows up that you can fly into and buy items, I mean... As soon as I saw that, I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going to have to research this a bit to know what to buy and what to, you know, what's good to get so that I can, you know, succeed in the next stage. So it's kind of a future project at the moment. And correct me if I'm mistaken, I know the turbo chip version, which is the one you have, that goes for a lot. Is it one of those deals where the, the Hue card in Japan doesn't go for nearly as much, or is it pretty expensive uh, over there, too? It's it's not as much, but it's 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 up there. A couple hundred bucks, Wait, so, so there's yeah. two versions of it? Well, it's just in the Japanese region. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah and there are, there are some minor changes between the two. Right. Some art differences and things like that, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it would be a cheaper version if we really want to play a physical copy of the game, but it's... Um, it's cheaper is the key word <laughs> Cheaper. There. It's relatively cheaper. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Relativity is uh, pretty much the name of the game as far as shoot 'em ups go, especially with cost. Right. Because you get into a mindset. I mean, if you start buying some of these, your your mindset towards cost gets so distorted. Are, are, are there collectors of shoot 'em ups? Yeah. Oh, my word, yeah. Cause there's, I, I, I always feel like the RPG genre, like that's always like the hardcore uh, where... where you know, when you see the cosplayers and stuff, like, oh, you never see, like, shoot 'em up cosplayers. I was going to say, I've never <laughs> dressed up as a P-38. <laughs> so I um, never associate, like, <laughs> hardcore collecting with, with shooters. Somebody really should do that, though, because <laughs> that'd be amazing. Um, like, is there, um, like, cotton, like, uh, cosplayer I, or... I'm sure there's a cotton cosplayer <laughs> on there somewhere. It's probably Maybe a dude. We're going to have to find that now. You know, it's, there's probably somebody here at Nava that's been a cotton cosplayer yeah. at one point in time. Uh, <laughs> No, there are definitely collectors, and I, in a way, I, with the exception of a few incredibly rare RPGs, I'd say that most of the shooters that are considered top tier are way more expensive than the, the RPGs that are really? considered top tier. Yeah, it, with the exception of like Panzer Dragoon Saga, you know, that goes for oh, 350 right. bucks regularly. But it's just kind of, they didn't really make that many. They didn't make many at all. Right. But that also is a thing with shoot 'em ups, you know, and. What's interesting is a lot of these shoot 'em ups are Japan exclusive. 
And Japan loves RPGs more than they love shoot 'em ups. So it's almost sort of like a flip flop of over here. You know, there aren't a whole lot of shoot 'em ups. Like Metal Black for the Sega Saturn doesn't have very many copies out there. Radiant Silver Gun. Mm. People claim there aren't many copies of Radiant Silver Gun, but it's possible to find a deal on that still, so I don't know what's going on there. And then, like I said, there's that whole secondary genre of like arcade board collecting. You know, the people that buy ones that have never been ported, you know. I think on the positive, uh, at least, you know, uh, as a Japan market kind of a thing, you are more likely to see uh, a greatest hits edition of a shooter, yeah. of a popular shooter in Japan. You, That's true. You probably wouldn't see that in the U.S. Especially on the Saturn. Like, there's a lot of really great affordable shooters. And when I say affordable, like 20 bucks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're, they're not going to be like the $3 games like Mahjong or something like that. Definitely but. on Xbox 360, I've seen that too. Yeah. Yeah, oh my gosh. People, if you're listening and you're like, oh, I have an Xbox, I'm sort of interested in shooters. Buy them now. Just go buy them now. Because they're going to get hard to find. They're they're reaching their their low point now. A lot of them are region free. Yeah, oh, and, most of them. And you can get greatest hits editions for like 40 bucks. If that, um, whenever PlayAsia does, they, they announce that there's a, a reprint of one of them. I just pretty much pre-order it. That's how I got, uh, it was an Eskatos. I don't know, one of those games. One of those, some Japanese title. <laughs> yeah. That's the one thing I like about those type of games because they they almost seem timeless. Like I could still put on like an Asteroids and say, "Oh, I'm going to try to beat my score." Yeah, you know, it's not about like the graphics or there's like kind of a Twitch element to it. Yes, some of these games. Um, you know, Robotron is another one of my favorites. Love you know, uh, even even some of them. I mean, it, there's just so many. It's it's a countless. I mean, I'm a fan, but honestly, if somebody said. You can't play any other types of games for the rest of your life except shoot 'em ups. I think I could find enough just through sheer numbers to keep me entertained for the rest of my life. There's so many of them out there. Yeah. Do you play? Do you need an arcade stick? Do you have like a specific way you need to play? Well, or? Some, well I, I prefer an arcade stick. Do you? Yeah, I, I will say that, especially with um, like the newer ones. It's much more difficult with a with a control pad. I think. But you don't need a crazy fancy arcade stick, the ones that cost $300. You know, whatever Hori's put out, just buy one of those. They're like 100 bucks, and they're not that expensive. Comparatively speaking, of course. Mm-hmm. But, like, you don't need the, what's the giant, the virtual stick that Sega put out? It's just, it's a Blast City, or Astro City, I'm oh, sorry. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's an Astro City panel. It's like panel. a candy cab panel, yeah. It's a candy cab panel with two inputs for for uh, your, to put into your Saturn. Right. And that's the whole... It's, it's incredible. I, I want to own that. Believe me, <laughs> if I ever go to Japan, because they're not, they're not that expensive, because mm-hmm. in Japan there's that, that space premium. You know what I mean? People will get rid of stuff because they're out of space. It is a large, large it's, controller. It's large. It's America-sized. Uh, <laughs> but by that, by extension, it's very expensive. Have you import. done a price check on those recently? If you didn't have to factor in shipping... 150 bucks. Oh, really? Which is a steal. Wow. Because it's arcade parts. Hmm. You know, on one of the most beautiful candy cabs ever <laughs> made, which, man, we could go... In. As a shoot 'em up fan, that's the dream. The dream for me <laughs> is to own a candy cab. I tried to buy I'm one earlier this year, and it fell through, and I, I cry. I found someone local selling one. Did you buy it? I don't know how to get it to my house. It's, yes, it's yes. 200 pounds. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they're, they're incredible. Oh, man. Candy cabs, that could be another... Yeah, yeah, another whole discussion. So. Uh, to me, shooters in general—that's just such a rabbit hole. And maybe that's not even an accurate analogy. Maybe it's more like an ant hole because it goes <laughs> off in so many paths, and then eventually you find the queen, and then you destroy her, and that's the end of Dodon Pachi. <laughs> Except that's a bee, but <laughs> that's the theme there. 
So exactly, uh, Leon. I have a question for you. Yeah, um, sure. If you don't mind ask, uh, me saying or asking, rather, sorry. What What do you think is the most valuable shoot 'em up you have? Is it Magical Chase? Uh, if, if we're going by monetary value, I guess so. Yeah. I guess it's got to be. I, I don't have anything else that approaches that. Well, um, I didn't. I mean, I didn't set out to get it because it was so valuable. It just you don't have a Koei Flying Squad. It was. Uh, no, I never got that one okay. for Sega CD. Yeah, yeah, and that's an interesting thing. Like you said, you just you buy that stuff because you're into it. And then years I was later, a big like, turbo collector oh, for a while, so it just happened to be just another title. We've been like Musha, and, and it was and it was cheap at the time. I, I had that and got rid of it. Don't have Musha yet. It wasn't worth much back then, but apparently, like exploded at some point. Everyone wants this a couple game hundred now. now. I think amazing. And yeah, that's a good game too. I've never, I've actually never played it. Yeah, it's I've played Robo Robo last oh, yeah, or last yeah. day mm-hmm. or whatever Celestia. it is. Yeah. Another series that originated on the MSX, to my knowledge. Yeah, um, the first one's for the MSX, I know. Or there's a port, uh, for sure, which is also expensive. <laughs> and, of course, it's uh, floppy disk-based, and I don't have an MSX floppy disk drive, so <laughs> I'm not playing that anytime soon. Um, but Robolest uh, is much more affordable for the Sega CD. Sega CD, right. Tengen put it out. And I want to say that's that's uh, definitely under 100 bucks. I, I think they redid the, the music on that to be more... Like, oh, really? It's got a different so. soundtrack for I America? I could be wrong. I mean, I haven't since they did the that first came out, and I remember, but... I remember not liking it as much for some reason than the cartridge, but okay. See, I've never again. I've never played the cartridge even on emulator. I've never tried it, but I, I enjoyed uh, Robolest for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. No Gaia Res, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> no. But none of these. <laughs> no big Grim Reaper at, at Boston. No, yeah, none <laughs> of that. To shoot him up. Um, there's no way for me to smoothly transition to this, and I fear that I'll forget it if I don't bring it up. But I'd just like to take a moment and talk about how much I love the Darius series <laughs> on their strange, strange premise. Alone. I'm glad I met someone. I, love, I finally met that guy. I love likes, Darius. Like, There's a reason why they're making Darius games. Every time I've right encountered here. a Darius, it has been fantastic. Be it Darius Rucker of Hootie and the Blowfish or <laughs> Darius by Taito. Both times I've thoroughly enjoyed myself and they've been CDs worth purchasing. Um, then again, maybe I just have a cracked review on life. But um, the the premise behind Darius is it's a regular shoot 'em up, but all the enemies are fish. It's just, it's just it was, such a it was bizarre weird thing, and it's got all this this charming uh, weirdness to it. You know, whenever you mm. approach a boss, this this warning flashes across the screen. <laughs> it says like warning, a huge battleship, and then it'll be the name of the boss, and it's always something weird like floppy angler or you know a perturbed starfish is 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 appearing and then you you scroll a little bit further and there's the floppy angler and then you have to shoot it in its weak spot you know but it's so weird you know mm. and, and it's one of those it took a while for that series to get good i will say it took to like the third game to get really what was the playing. first was it on pc engine the first one um i remember on mega drive well there's there's Darius two, two Darius games on PC Engine, right? Yeah, there's there's one Darius that I forget, and there's Darius Alpha. There's Darius Alpha, which is for ter- Super, and graphics. Super Graphics Enhanced. Um, is the other one just Darius? Darius two for Super oh, CD, man. I think. Okay, and that's also the one that's on the Mega Drive or um, Genesis, and then the Genesis is called Sagaya. Mm. Oh yes, and that right. also had a that's gone up in price just by the Mega Drive for it. It's way cheaper. <laughs> um, and then there was Darius Twin for the Super Nintendo, which is sort of like a remix of Darius 2. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think... Was it an arcade game? or The first one is an arcade it? game, yeah, okay. and it was on that crazy... It's like three monitors long monitor. Oh, right, like the old Ninja Warrior uh, uh, game. Just, yeah, okay. yeah, Ninja Warrior. I think... Is that what it was called? 
The beat 'em up with the ninjas. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know that beat 'em up with the ninjas from the eighties, the one. Um, sorry. Um, so you really can't replicate Darius, the initial ones, very well at home unless you have like a nine monitor setup, which I guess is more doable now than it ever has been before. But were the fish like robot fish? Or they are. There's. Were you just like an underwater like thing? And well, I'm pretty sure they're not just normal. Because I remember fish. them being. Yeah. Honey, I blew up the fish. I just remember seeing it. I'm like, I don't know, fish. I just couldn't, I can never get into it. I know. Um, and, and it was funny when you mentioned the the one on PC Engine, like mm-hmm. the um, Super Graphics one, because I remember the photo in EGM, and I'm like, wow, that fish looks really like high resolution. That looks really good. Those graphics. Wow. And I'm like, wait a minute, it's a fish. Gordon's doesn't even make fish that look that good, you know. <laughs> Speaking of that that version of the game, I mean, that for a while that was the most expensive like uh, PC Engine game to get. You know, really? It was. Darius Alpha was like impossibly hard to get because it was a mail-away only version of the game. Of a super graphics game. Yeah. Know? And you know, I mean, for a system that only five games exist, this was kind of the sixth one <laughs> and uh, and you had to mail away for it. It was like basically just a boss battle game. It wasn't even like yeah, a Yeah, it's just game. a boss rush, yeah. Um, oh, wow. And, uh, you know, I remember when it was still like 300 and I'm like, ah, that's too expensive. I'm not going to buy that. <laughs> yeah. And now I don't know what it's. I was gonna say I don't know if it's leveled off or what. I know the Super Graphics library is. It's only gotten more expensive via inflation. I don't think it's gotten expensive because mm-hmm. of collecting. Because it's that's an interesting barrier to entry. You know, import a system for five games. Yeah. You know, admit your sickness to the world. And, uh, <laughs> said the shoot 'em up fan. So, but Darius got really good with Darius Gaiden for for the uh, Saturn. I, and, and the arcade, of course. Mm. But I, I love that game. I've played that game way too much. When I bought my Frame Meister, that was the first game that I tested it on. And I think I played it for like at least eight hours that day. Wait, but, which one is this now? Uh, Darius Gaiden. Gaiden, okay. Yeah. So if, if I were to like just... Because I've never actually played... I think I played like once. I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to dive in... Literally, like, like that word. Literally di- dive. dive in to... <laughs> What would be the first one? Then would it be Gaiden? I'd say Gaiden. That's okay. the one. That's the one that where they really were firing on all cylinders. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, um, and I think it might be available on Taito Arcade Legends too for the PlayStation oh, Two actually have and that. Xbox. I, I know there's a Darius game. It's might it's either that or G Darius, which mm. is the next one I think, and that one's more 3D based. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad they made the name very different each time. Yeah, it's like Darius, <gasps> Darius Two, Darius Twin. Do we even know what Darius is? Is that the name of the the (laughs) ship or something? I'm trying to think now. Hmm. Is that the name of your ship? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure either. It's it's just a weird little series, and I I love it It for how weird it is. Also, in the first game, I think it is one of the... Or no, maybe it's the second game. One of the endings, because it has branching paths. Um, The paths are similar to like Outrun, where you can go up or down. Oh, right, right. I do remember And they all have different letters. And sectors, actually, like Sector E. Um, and at the end of one of them, the ending is uh, you, like, lying in bed, and then your mom comes over to wake you up and tell you to go to school. What? <laughs> like, it's all apparently the dream of some school child in Japan. <laughs> but not a school child. He's, like, clearly an adult. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> Very strange. From the people that bought you, Taito and Space Invaders. This series is getting better and better oh, the no, more we talk about it. It is a gem. I love Darius. Yeah. Do you have one, Leon, you know, that stands up, stands in your mind as like, this game changed my life? <laughs> this the... uh... What was your huge battleship floppy angler? <laughs> <laughs> 
I can't say. I don't know. I mean, not really. Mm. I'm sorry to to crash and burn on that one, but I don't know. I, I can't say. I mean, I guess you know, Defender, Stargate. Those were always my my mountains to climb to really try to prove that you know this game will not beat me. <laughs> They're incredibly difficult games, yeah. especially Stargate. Exactly. It's got those extra buttons. I don't even know how those extra buttons work on Stargate. Man, as I used to when I was little, I hated that game. What's the extra button even do? Inviso. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which is another word for like instant death. No, well that's it's like it's, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a shield, but it turns your ship invisible so that you can crash into enemies. Of Excellent. course, <laughs> of but course, not that makes die, it a lot or you do die. You don't die, right? You don't die. Yeah. No. no, but you have a limited bar. Of Man, I, I am horrible at those games. They're tough. I like them though. They're tough, but, but once you once you sort of. I mean, I guess the controls are a little bit of a barrier, but once you sort of, um, you know, kind of absorb the control scheme, mm-hmm. it becomes part of you. I was going to say, you do get into that mode with, yeah. with uh, Stargate. Yeah, those were, those were kind of the, the majors. But, you know, I guess <laughs> I ran out of quarters at some point and moved on to some other games. Now, would you call yourself a fan of uh, Fantasy Zone, which is a very... Hmm. You know, a, a cuter version of Stargate in many well, ways. Well, that's, that's a whole genre, isn't it? The cute em up yeah. <laughs> no, that's Opa Opa? The ship, yeah, Opa right? Opa, okay. yeah. Oh my gosh, that, now there's a backstory for it, but I won't <laughs> I won't bore you guys with that one. It was very colorful. Uh, that's the impression who, I got. Who would win yes. in a fight between Opa Opa, the Vic Viper, or the mm. Fantasy Zone? No, not Fantasy, um, I'm sorry, the... Uh, what is it? Oh, the Twin B guys. Oh, they have boxing gloves on. Uh, yeah, they B? do have those boxing yeah. gloves. I feel, I feel Darius would show up and just rock them off. <laughs> I think that's what happened. <laughs> Warning: an angry shooter is here to beat you down. <laughs> Code word: veiny fists. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah, the cute em ups. That's a whole another thing because they're they're deceptively difficult mm-hmm. like fantasy zone is not an easy game no it's i mean not. it's 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 fun and it's got that uh, like you said a magical chase it's got the, the power-up system where you can buy different uh items and everything like that but it's very difficult is that what they call them cute ups that's sort of like, yeah the colloquial term that. for them okay. yeah mm-hmm. fantasy zone and like twin and uh star parodier by um hudson is one of them i, I like the proteus games oh parodia this i had it on super famicom i had yeah that's Proteus Da, right? Uh, I, was, I don't remember. I don't remember the name of it. Yeah, I think that I think that one's Da. Um, one of my favorite Proteus titles is one for the Saturn, and it's got a Japanese name, but it translates to uh, Chatting Proteus, hmm. and it yells at you the whole time. It just says things in the background. I'm sure it's hilarious if you speak Japanese. But what's interesting is there's a pickup that you can have in the Proteus series. I want to say it's the green bell, and it makes it so words appear out of where your your bullets usually appear. Like, it's a sentence, and mm-hmm. they appear for, like, three seconds, and you can just wipe out enemies with them. But in Chatting Proteus, most of them are English sentences that are completely nonsensical. And my favorite one, it just says, shaving is boring. <laughs> and that's... <laughs> That's how you kill all the all the people. The shaving is boring. And if I ever get a tattoo, it's not going to be shaving is boring, but it's going to be uh, it's something that will prove that shaving is not boring. Fight for shaving. That didn't make any sense. My apologies, TV land. I'm sure that was on somebody's mind, though, when they made that game. Yeah. That was clearly yeah. thought, thought of the day. Somebody was probably like, I know English. I'm going to put some English in here, and America will respect me. I know some me. words. <laughs> Should have just warned him about a huge fish. <laughs> yeah, that's. I, I think Sega should 
get the rights to that and make like Shenmue Darius or something. Oh my gosh, I'd play it in a heartbeat. Or Seaman. Was it Seaman? Have you seen Sailors? You know, like, there? Yeah. there should be suits? like there should be like a Smash Brothers of shmups. <laughs> yeah, like an arena shooter. Almost, yeah, where you fight against each other. Yeah. Well, that's what's sort of the cool about uh, the Parodia series. It's got all of Konami's people in it. Yes, mm-hmm. right. It's yeah. got Twinbee in it. It's got the Vic Viper. It's got Lord British, which is the name oh, of the ship know. from uh, Gradius. Uh, not Gradius. Um, Salamander slash Life Force slash Nemesis. Um, hmm. Yeah, and Lord British is he's got a red cockpit instead of. But he's blue. not related to the Ultima. He's Lord not. British. He's not Richard Garrett. No, and he's um, not actually British. He's not British. I don't know why they named. <laughs> I knew Ultima is very popular in Japan, so I, that might okay. be named after Lord British. Um, but it's just one of those weird little things that that's what they named it: Vic Viper and Lord British. Sure. Now I don't know if you if you are aware of it, but you might know that they actually released little like model figures of the ships from like I did not that rules though so there's um there's the Opa Opa guys okay um I know there's the the greatest one so I, I know there's like Fig Viper and the the, the British guy mm-hmm. um there's R-Type okay which I can't believe we didn't mention R-Type yet but <laughs> um it's R- pretty R-C- cool if anyone's looking for them they're, they're I don't think they're that cheap anymore okay um I bought them when it was new but I um but I don't know like what the availability is okay but they're like those blind box figures so they're, oh, they're like kind of the tiny oh like the Gashapon or whatever right. yeah yeah mm-hmm so they're pretty cool, and they have other ones too. But I don't remember the where the the ships' names were called. Yeah, but our yeah our type that's a great a great series. R-types, when you, yeah, when you brought up memorization, that's actually the first one that came to mind for me because when I think of a series that is rooted in memorization, it's our type. You know, especially that that first game. You know, that first level, I can still tell you how you need to move because I died so many times <laughs> that you had to beat the first level, and then you okay, you use your force pod there, and then okay, well, I'm gonna make sure the option comes back now, and or it's not called an option. What's it? I don't know what it's called. That's something I don't know. You want to pick up the weapon too? I never even understood what option meant. I remember they always said option. I'm like, I mean, why do they call it? It doesn't make any sense, you know. Because uh, they called it doppelganger, doppelganger, I think, in Life Force. See, they changed it. Kind of makes Maybe. sense. You know what I mean? Ish. You know? Yeah. But yeah, they are called options. I don't know why they're called options. Hmm. I want to say they're called like force balls in, in our type. I forget. Our, our type is probably the main reason I wanted to get a Sega Master System. That's amazing port. It was R-Type and, I think, Shinobi. Because there was no home port of Shinobi at the time. I think maybe on Commodore 64. But yeah. And I was like, uh, that was like the first two games. Like, R-Type, I had to have this one. That's probably the one of the best ports of R-Type until the PC Engine one came yeah. out. You know? That's a great port in general. And I don't know if that's one of the ones that supports FM sound or not. Because mm. I know there are several games that didn't come out in Japan, but they're programmed to support FM sound if you plug them into a master mm. system that's been modified with the FM sound chip. So, who knows? <laughs> probably a list somewhere yeah like, i'm assuming there's always lists the master system though is partially responsible for, sure. for my light uh, my love of shoot 'em ups because of astro warrior the oh, game. Right. hang on an astro warrior i played astro warrior all the time love that game and it's just sort of a star huh. soldier type clone wait yeah, so astro was that a cart or um the that's, little card that's a cart okay yeah it's i'm thinking a, maybe transbot or the something. combo card yeah transbot was um was a card okay uh with the little uh, robot giving the Hitler salute on the cover. <laughs> it's, it's an odd little thing. Actually, it's funny. If you, if you know that, that box art, it's this little red uh, robot with Liberty Spikes. And he's got one hand up, so it's look, it looks like he's seeking Heil. But 
the Brazilian version of the box art shows that the American version is just cut off on one side. So it's almost more ridiculous because the robot just has his hands up both at the same angle like he's doing the YMCA. And it just, it's absurd. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what they were thinking about Sega Mass System covers, but if you want to look at something really bizarre, look at the pro wrestling game. He has a head. Where's this? Is he carrying his own head? Is that somebody else's head? I don't know. It's so weird. Yeah. It's a headless wrestler with the, his head in his arm it's doing a, a headlock. I know. I'm assuming he's headlocking another wrestler. But why but does he, he have no head? Doesn't he have a head? It's, he has like it's a It's not a even mound. like a bad angle where it's like, oh, well, he's kind of like the, looking down or something. Down. No, no, no just, it's just... It's nothing. As if you took one off an action figure, yeah. and it's like just the beginnings of his neck. It's almost like he forgot, like, never finished. I, yeah, and there was like, we, we need to get this out. Yeah. Tonka was like, no, come on. <laughs> We're losing the battle against Nintendo, and wrestling is what will bring us back. So doing the robot doing the Hitler salute yeah. does not surprise me at all. <laughs> After you messed up with that Hitler <laughs> robot, you better fix it up with wrestling. <laughs> Well, I don't have this finished, and I didn't finish Black Belt either. Oh, yeah, Black Belt's totally finished. It's just a foot. That's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to get off topic. Black Belt, the entire box is just a foot sticking out of the corner, and it's backwards. <laughs> yeah. That's the one thing about shooters. Like, they just don't have... Like, a, a, another example is, like, Phalanx on Super Nintendo. I, I love that one. <laughs> it's amazing. It's clip. It's like the clip art guy playing the, the banjo. <laughs> it's this old mountain guy with this grizzly Santa beard, and he's got a banjo, and he's just giving you this look like, did you just see what I just saw? And then there's this little spaceship superimposed to his right. Which you're supposed to know, like, by looking at the cover. Oh, that's a shoot him up. <laughs> of course. Oh, it's it's not a dementia simula- simulator because that's what it looks like to me. <laughs> yeah. And the this game the, the game has nothing to do with like no, nothing. You know what I mean? No, the ba- there's no banjo on the music. Like when you look at a Darius game, there's no banjo in the music. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at a Darius game, you see a fish. You're like, well, that's weird. And then you get the game. And it's like, oh, it's just a weird game. There's fish in it. <laughs> if that old guy was the final boss, or if they like zoomed it in the intro and then like you, in your cockpit was just this man like looking surprised holding a banjo, you'd be like, oh, okay. It's, like one of the, you know, the Thundercats or something like that, or the Silverhawks, you know. But no, it's just weird. And I think that's Chemgo. Chemgo put that out, I think. Uh, or Jalico or somebody. I think they, they acquired the rights from somebody yeah, else. Yeah, no, it's not originally them. I, I don't think it's Jalico. I would have remembered that. I love me some Jalico. Because they're awful. <laughs> Robo Warrior. <laughs> Robo Warrior yeah. and Rival Turf. Uh, I think they made a shooter too. I can't think of which um, one. That... They is it? It's not that. I, I don't remember it being memorable, but yeah, they do have a shooter. I forget. <laughs> yeah, Jalico. Nothing like him. I think they're still around too. I th- actually, I think they are. <laughs> they were publishing well into the Xbox era. They were. They were. Yeah. What would you say is your like defining the game that like? Most recently, like, what's your most recent shooter that you like? Wow, this one is like, I can't believe they're still making mm. games this good in these shooters. That's that's tough, and it's also tough because it's a genre that I'm constantly discovering stuff that I missed in. You yeah, know? so you're jumping around. From I, I jump around like my name was House of Pain. Um, it's pretty frequent. Uh, boy, you know, I Cave has put out a lot of great shooters on the Xbox. And Akai Katana is fantastic. That's a hmm. that's a horizontal shooter. I picked that up recently. Yeah, it's like six bucks if you can find it at, at GameStop. Yeah. Um, Cave has only done three horizontal shooters: Death Smiles, Akai Katana, and oh, the one for the CPS two that's crazy expensive. The one that's not Ultimate Ecology. 
this sure makes for great radio. Um, anyway, they don't do a whole lot, but Akai Katana is really great. Um, I'm a big fan of that one. And then I also, uh, last year, uh, picked up the board for 19XX by, uh, somewhat by Capcom. I forget who, who designed that one. It wasn't Takumi. It might have been Takumi. So the actual, like, logic board? Yeah, like, the, the CPS2 cartridge, yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I uh, imported it from Japan, found a really so good deal. So what would that work on, uh, like a Super Gun? Yeah, or Super Gun. Okay. Or any arcade board, a Candy Cab, you know, if you oh, have nice. one of those. Because um, American and Japanese CPS2 boards are in... Uh, Interchangeable. You can use Japanese okay. ones on American boards and vice versa. So that's there's no there's no one pirating boards, right? Oh, <laughs> um, kind of. Really? Yeah, people are doing conversions of them. Oh man. Um, yeah, and that's somewhat frowned on. It's one of those things where, like, well, if you have it, and you're not trying to sell it to anyone. You're not doing anyone any harm because you you are playing it on the original hardware, and that's taking up some time. But then other people are like, well, I'm I'm selling this, and it used to be this. No, that never used to be that. It used to be that, and the fact that you bought a cheapo board and then soldered some new chips on it and that's what you're selling now um so i'd say those two akai katana and uh 19xx the war against destiny nice yeah i have to say for me ever since i got my ipad i know a lot of people like may not see the ipad as like their first gaming system of choice but there are like a hundred couple of hundred like really good shooters there's so many on there And, like, some of them are really simple, like Galactoid, and, like, really simple, like, old-school style. Mm-hmm. And then there's some modern shooters that are really good. Um, like, actually, uh, I don't know if you know Jeff Minter. He's the guy, um, he's done, like, a Minotaur. Okay. Kind of like, um, he does, he takes, like, some of these older games, and he just makes them, like, really goofy and wacky. Yeah. And so he's got a bunch of really good shooters on there. Hmm. Um, and some of them work with the controller. So if you don't want, like, you're not used to oh, the nice. like, Some of them are, are, like, some of them don't work well at all with the touchscreen. Yeah. And some of them, like, the programmers just know, like, the right way to do it. Because surprisingly, overhead shooters work really well with your finger on the glass, like, moving around. Okay. Better than the, the, than the horizontal shooters. I, like the, I, okay, the, uh, I can sort of ones. see that, yeah. The ones that work well are the ones that have, like, kind of relative controls, where you don't have to necessarily... You're not trying to control a virtual D-pad, and it's not... And it's also not a one-to-one movement of your finger, so mm-hmm. you're not literally dragging the ship across the screen. Okay. It's more like you're just kind of using the screen as one big, giant analog control stick. I see. And you can kind of slide the ship around, hmm. and it just, you know, it picks up on your relative movements. And, uh, like, I think... Well, I think we talked about it before, like, Buster Spirits. I really oh, yeah, dig yeah. that one. That one was, like, a great sort of, you know, uh, vertical shooter. Huh. And worked great on the touch controls, no problem at all. Even though it supported mm-hmm. the, um, you know, the iCade control scheme... I was super comfortable just using this, the touchscreen on that. It's surprising. Like, I would say anyone who's, like, kind of new or, like, doesn't really have a background on this, and you have, like, an iPad or something, or even an iPad mini, definitely, like, just look up the shooters. And there are so many. A lot of them are free or a dollar. And you can really get a good feel. I mean, then you can always invest in the console ones if, yeah. you know, if you want to dive into history and stuff. But, um, yeah, that's definitely an excellent way to start because they're, they're excellent ports. They run great. Really recommended. Sounds like it really eliminates one of the major barriers to entry too, which is the cost and the system. That's the problem with a lot of these. Like they are you know, expensive. Unless you want to just go the emulator route, which is fine too. But we have an Ouya, right? I, I do. I yeah, that'd so be great I, the for real, that kind of thing. Yeah, that Ouya. That's another. Actually, you brought that up. There's not as many on there as because the cave shooters aren't on there. Ah. But um, there there are some that um have crossed over. Um, but even like on the 
on the iPad, like, they have Geometry Wars. I think it's called Grid Wars. Okay. And uh, that plays great. Dual stick shooters play great Geometry on Wars. It's so good. Geometry Wars. That really got me back into, like, high score, like, chasing. Oh, my gosh, know. yes. I, I remember, like, I, heard, I remember Grid Wars being popular. And I think that I remember playing that before, Geometry Wars, mm-hmm. but... There was a lot of buzz about Geometry Wars when that came out on Xbox 360. A lot. So I was like, all right, this looks pretty cool. Let me try it. I like, you know, shooters are fun. I like Robotron. So I downloaded it, and I'm like, all right, this kind of sucks. You know, I'm not that good at it. This this is kind of, like, garbage. And then I'm like, let me just play one more game. You know? And then, like, next thing I know, it's like an hour later. I'm like, god damn it, this game's yeah. horrible. <laughs> yeah. I got to play some more. And then, like, I, I would... So I'd, I would I get a high score, and I'm like, all right, this was a good game. And then I look online, and I'm like, score 100,000-something. I'm like, yeah. holy People crap, I'm not even close. And then I start going on YouTube, and I'm watching, and I'm like, all right, they're cheating somehow. Those runs impossible. are amazing. I do it. And it just, like, pushed me more. And then uh, now I love that game. That's my, one of my favorite games. Geometry Wars is sort of my um, introduction to the, the previous generation of gaming, because a friend of mine had an Xbox 360, and I was still using my PS2. And I went over there, and he's like, Earl, there's this game. I think you might really like it. It's called Geometry Wars. I'm no good at it, but you might like it. What is that, math? (laughs) Yeah, right. I hate math. I play video games. If it's not 16 to 32, I don't know no numbers. Um, That was terrible. Um, So so I went over there, and I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And it's, you know, it's like Smash TV or Robotron, and I, I love both of those games. So I had that sort of skill set built in. I wasn't very good, but I was good enough. And I played it, and I was like, wow, this is great. And then um, I was like, what is what is with these little uh, windows that, that keep popping up at the bottom of the screen? I'm really annoyed with that. And he goes, oh, nice, dude. You earned some achievements. Uh. And I was like, what are these? And he's like, yeah, these are achievement points. If you're good at certain types of games, you get points, and you can compare yourself to other people. And I was like achievements for shooter games you say <laughs> and uh yeah so several games later here i am <laughs> penniless but nice. rich in achievement points <laughs> yeah geometry wars so good and that's pretty much why i bought my 360 i i wanted to play it all the time and the first month i had a 360 i bought uh two games i bought geometry wars from the xbox live arcade and i bought the namco museum for the 360 so i could play Xevious. And I played those two nice. games just nonstop. So I paid all that money <laughs> yeah, a- to play a game from 30 years ago and one that cost me five bucks. <laughs> it's amazing, right? But you know what? I don't regret it at all because even if I had never discovered the cave shooters and all that amazing stuff on the 360, I love Geometry Wars that much. One of my favorite games of all time. D- did you get the Death Smiles game with the faceplate? No, I did not okay. get the super creepy stalker edition, edition of Death Smiles. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to anyone that likes that. I was just like, no, I can't justify that. Yeah, he's got a face. I have that one too. I, I, know, yeah. <laughs> I only have it because that was the only one they offered. I it's thought. very inexpensive. Uh, though. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It, you it's can still cheap. find it all over Amazon. I think it's twenty five. It's like twenty bucks at max. Yeah, I don't think that's nearly as creepy as um, Otometius Excellent for the three sixty. Mm. Which um, Otometius Excellent is a Japanese title, and I'm pretty sure it roughly translates to garbage. Uh, because that's what the game is. It's just the worst thing ever. And I love Konami shooters, and I love Gradius. And like, oh, oh, Otometius is supposed to be the successor to Parodius. And it's like, okay, in maybe the same way that Nickelback is the successor to Nirvana, in the fact that they both have guitars, and one makes me want to hang myself. Um, 
sorry, that was that was dark. But um, Otomani Sexland is just it goes in the opposite direction of Death Smiles, where Death Smiles is it's got this gothic Lolita sort of uh, yeah. art style, and Otomani Sexland has this like creepy cheesecake style, mm. where like the women are well endowed, a la um, Dead or Alive, but all anime-y, and they make like weird moans when they're hit and it's like I okay guys but all that aside even if all that were there and it was a good game I could excuse it hitboxes are awful the bosses aren't any fun and it's just it becomes a slog even if you're playing it well you just don't care um I I did hate achievements on it like I hated that game so much that I was like I'm gonna get as many of these stupid achievements as possible so I can defeat this game and make it mine and like three days of my three days I could have been playing anything else and it would have been a better use wow. of my time you know what I mean I could have been playing the stock market with Enron in the year 2001 and it would have been more successful than the three days that I spent playing Otomedius Excellent and I put that game back on my shelf and I have not touched it since anyway get off topic one public service announcement don't ever play Otomedius Excellent <laughs> and two the special edition of that game with a creepy body pillow of one of the women I think that's the one I have <laughs> yeah see that's uh, <laughs> it's, it's still sealed on my, sh- on my As, shelf and keep it sealed for all eternity <laughs> because in 20 years some idiot kid will get nostalgic and be like I've always wanted to play the game with the creepy boobs and you'll <laughs> say here here's the game with the creepy boobs now, if I remember correctly there was uh, in Japan a special edition arcade stick for that game yeah, I, really? please please tell the crowd what it is that's special about the arcade stick. Uh, also, exactly where you're going. It replicates a mechanic of the arcade game. Yep, where it has a touchpad uh-huh. on the side. Oh, this is the one with the touchpad. All right. Yeah, so, so if you've got a, a shooter where there's a lot of sexy girls in it, and there's a touchpad on the controller, mm. you can kind of put together where that's going. Yeah. Does it have any type of like haptic feedback or anything? Uh, I, I, you know, Wait, I've never, was... I've never seen it in action, oh, you so actually I don't actually, right. I don't actually know what it does, but, but um, I can only speculate. Off. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so I know that controller was like 300 bucks when it first Yeah, came. it's <laughs> absurdly expensive. Really? Yeah, so you gotta be Did really Did any other shooters come with, bo- like, their own controllers? I don't know. I mean, it's um, a, it was a full arcade stick. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, there are two Odomedius games in Japan. There's Odomedius Excellent and Odomedius, I don't know. Mediocre. I don't know what. <laughs> if this is how they're defining excellent, I hate to see the one that's not excellent. Um, but there are two, but it's region locked, so I've I've not played it. Um, also, I don't hate myself that much, uh, so I haven't <laughs> played it. But it's one of the few. There's literally like five or six shooters in Japan that are region locked for the 360. Yeah, Odomini's excellent. There's don't someone. There's a, a someone right now sitting at home they're, with an Odomini's excellent T-shirt on, yep. and they're just crying. As well, they should be. <laughs> Sorry, man, today's not your day. And if you're a girl, I'm really surprised by that. <laughs> hey, do your thing, though. Whatever. <laughs> it's one less copy that I'll have to play. Do you, now, do you think that we left anything out? Is there any, like... Because I know I'm, you have to go soon. So I'm sure we left things up. out. The only thing I have to do is do sort of a super toy run throughout the store and just buy everything that I can Oh, that's yeah, we're in a... I, I don't know if we mentioned it. We're in digital press yes. right now, so... One of the... Probably the best... I'm not... I'm a bit biased because, uh, you know, I like you guys and I, I like this store, but it's probably the best game store I've been in in America. Digital press in Clifton, New Jersey? Piaget Avenue. <laughs> whatever the... Uh, whatever the zip code is for all of your Odometius Excellent and, <laughs> and actually good game needs. Um... No, I'm sure there's stuff I left out. I mean, yeah. 
there's stuff that I'll think of on the car ride home. I know. Like, I know. Oh man, I can't believe it didn't uh, say. Originally, X. my that's why my, my idea originally was. All right, let's talk about our five favorite shoot 'em up games. Oh, I'm sheesh. like, five is pretty good. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, like, no, it's impossible. There's so many there's weird so many. little subgenres. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and we didn't ones... even get into rail shooters or anything like no, that. No, yeah, no, rail right. shooters yeah. or you know reimaginings or all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we barely touched on arena shooters. We only mention Shoanaki uh, in passing. <laughs> A game where you don't have a... Is, is there really more to say about that? Um, well, I'll, for those of you who don't know it, you are two muscle-bound, beefcake-type dudes uh, who are very good friends, so to speak, and they lift weights and they grow plants out of a hole in their head. Like, that's the other thing they do. They water each other's heads so a plant will sprout from it. This sounds like a bromance game. Uh, that's, if that's what they're calling it these days, then sure. Yeah, Joe yeah, Anarchy, huh? And oh, and the PlayStation version is just weird. Like it gets weird. Did that come out? Versions are not weird. Well, other ones are like they're comically they, homoerotic. They typically don't reach U.S. shores. I don't though. think any have ever come out in America. I thought I one did. No, no. Okay. There's two for the PC Engine. There is one for the Saturn for sure, and the one for the PlayStation One is probably the strangest because it uses a lot of like digitized pictures. Mm. And, like, one yeah, of the themes is, like, robot parts are growing out of people in places and covering <laughs> other people in other places. And, like, there's this one where this uh, boss, it's sort of reminiscent of the first R-Type boss that's that giant alien type mm-hmm. thing. But it's um, a, a new Japanese man with strategically placed electronics over him. And he's got, like, a cannon for an arm. Thank goodness it's his arm. And uh, it, like, powers up like it's going to be some sort of shoot, super shot. Um but when when it shoots, it's just a man with a very stern look and his <laughs> arms crossed, shooting out sideways and then wrapping around the screen. The Choaniki games are very, very strange. Are they just sexually suggestive or they're X-rated? Like, do they actually they're show not, like full nudity? You don't see any nudity. Because okay. um, I know in Japan they're kind of funny about, especially on male. You know, they are very funny about that. Um, the earlier ones are more goofy, and that one's really the exception. It's just strange. Okay. I can't imagine anyone ever being aroused by any of them. That being said, who knows how many people purchased <laughs> Odometi is excellent. So I, I bought it because it was on sale. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I did. I mean, it's like $4 everywhere now. It was sale the day on Amazon, lightning deal. <laughs> See, I'm sure we missed a, a bunch of stuff, but... Uh, I mean, I could probably just do a whole podcast on Genesis shooters. Oh, yeah. Because there's so many. Or the, just the little companies that did one one or two yeah. know, titles, yeah. you know, and Compile, and, you know, all those guys. So Don't maybe. start me talking. I could talk all night. I know. Well, that's why I figured you're the one the person to bring on and talk about these things. Well, I guess, I guess as a parting comment, I guess, we, we what's our what's our preferred terminology for this... Uh, Style of game. I mean, we've we've we said shooter. We said shoot 'em up. Mm. We didn't say shmup. I don't say shmup. I don't say I'm not a schmuck. That's, uh, that, that's what it. <laughs> I think because we're, I'm from the New York like East Coast area. I, that's what I was thinking. Like, schmuck think... is like a, a sort of a and maybe not as used as much as it used to be, but like a PG growing. insult, you know, like yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you, when people say shmup, I'm like, I don't know. That's, like, I always hear schmuck in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I always do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so maybe you're not from the old world, and uh, <laughs> maybe you don't hear that. But I was. I default my mind to shooter mm-hmm. because I I played them before first person shooters mm-hmm. right. took that title. Yeah. You know? Although in my mind, yeah, shooter is what we think of as a you know a shoot 'em up. But I'll, then I'll admit it might be it might be outdated. 
FPS. I always think FPS for first person. That's what I think too. Yeah. Yeah, But but shoot 'em up. I'll call acceptable. And Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if anybody's like playing a lot of shoot 'em ups, or even if I'm talking to somebody I don't know likes the genre, I'll call them shoot 'em ups. So there's no risk of confusion there. Yeah, yeah. But no schmucks. Yeah, fair enough. How about you, Stephanie? What do you call them? I call them shooters. Okay. I think that's what I say, shooters. I used to call them shoot 'em ups. Mm -hmm. But I think. Over the last ten years, I probably because there have been, some, like you said, first-person shooters. Mm-hmm. So I just dropped the whole first-person part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's a amazing genre uh, with several other genres beneath it. And if it's a type of challenge that you find yourself liking, you'll you'll do very well for yourself just diving into that rabbit's hole. It's a lot of fun. How about you, Leon? Uh, I, I, like, I, I think I defaulted to shooter. Okay. Yeah. Anything else to add if we wrap this up now? Yeah, that's it for me. Only buy the games that I already have. Let their prices go up. The ones I don't have, don't buy those yet. Don't buy those yet. All right, so you'll have to give me the list I'll put in the show notes. Everybody and... stop buying Musha. <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> that should work. Yeah. yeah. I, I'll have you listen to so they, I mean, they should don't it? know, so you have to say it, and now they know, so. Darn it. Musha. It doesn't sound like a fun game. Like that word doesn't sound fun when I hear Musha. I think of uh, the Brazilian children's show host Shusha, <laughs> which is a really right. weird leap to make. Uh, so, for all you Brazilian listeners out there, <laughs> hey, how about Shusha? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So um, I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to especially thank you for spending your. Very important time with us. Thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed and your it. input. Yeah, and uh, maybe uh, I know you're not that from around here, so maybe the next time you know you're around or we can kind of work something out. Uh, glad you have me back on the show. Um, and for now, I would say if anyone has any comments or wants to input, send us some emails about their choices or feedback on these games that we're talking about today. Definitely feel free. There might be even some games that we missed or overlooked, and I'm always. Um, willing to hear, you know, maybe this is a game I never heard of before, so um, that'd be great to send it over. And uh, otherwise, um, I'd like to thank everyone, and uh, we'll call it a show. Yeah. All right. See you next time. Thanks. Bye-bye.